0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3345 for Friday, the 28th of May 2021. Today's show is entitled, Audio for Podcasting, Episode 2 Equalization. It is hosted by Fench Sarah and is about 16 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Fench shares tips and tricks on producing quality audio for HPR episodes. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org.
1: This is Taj again, and uh, we're going to do the second in the series on audio quality and trying to make sure that we have good audio coming out. We began with microphones, which are sort of the beginning of the signal chain, and now we're going to move up to processing. I'm going to split the processing up into a couple different things, but today we're going to focus on equalization. That really is the beginning of fine tweaking, and I'll be honest, it's a little bit of a black art, but some broad strokes will give you a lot of control to be able to do a a couple things to make it sound better. And I'm going to actually reference some material from other people. So it's not just me speaking, but really, this is all things that are pretty clearly echoed in the audio community. So you're you're not going to hear anything here that you won't find if you just Google the subject. Also, at this very beginning part of the episode, this is Audio That has been processed. Um, This goes through sort of my my normal signal chain that I used to record and a little bit of post-processing. After this point of the show, I'm going to use some samples that are not processed. And then I'm going to make slight changes so you can kind of hear what each change does. So you understand, you know, what knobs you can tweak to get different kinds of sounds. Um, Really, that is The way to learn this, uh, you can read lots of material on equalization, but really playing with the knobs and hearing it yourself really is the way to learn it. You know, you can use lots of terminology to describe how a sound is affected by equalization, but it's almost like when you hear somebody talk about wine or something like that, and they're using all these adjectives that don't really have a meaning, they kind of point in the right direction, but they're not exactly the sensation that you're getting, um, Having the experiential sensation of doing this will really help. Thankfully, like I said, Audacity has all the tools we need to do some some equalization. So what I would suggest for people is just take an audio sample of something that you've recorded, put it into Audacity, and just start playing with the knobs until you get something that sounds good. Okay? With that being said, I'm going to reference the first sort of outside article that I want to talk about. And this article was posted a few years back. And it's by uh, a man named Sean Fox. He is the Senior Director for Audio Engineering at NPR, and NPR is National Public Radio for people in the United States. It is our our national public radio, and it's known for having a certain sound. And this was an interview where he was interviewed, and he was talking about how they achieve that sound. Um, and it really is through equalization, mostly, a choice of mic and equalization. So I'm going to attach a link to the article in the show notes to this, but really, what he describes is the way to get that HPR sound is rolling the bass off, which basically means taking the equalization and rolling off everything. He says below about 250 hertz. Um, When you look at an equalization graph, it it goes across a pretty big spectrum. And when we get into there, we'll look at it. But um, basically below 250 hertz is all the really low stuff. Now you'll notice that that is It makes some changes that I'm not a huge fan of. I do like rolling down the bass. I don't like rolling it all the way out. But it does help punch through noise. And the reason that they do that at NPR is because they assume that people are listening in the car. And there's a lot of background noise in a car. A lot of that tends to be low end. So people aren't going to hear that. Um, I would argue that HPR may be fairly similar. I know I listen to it in the car. Um, So, you know, mileage may vary. It will definitely give your your sound a little bit more of a high-end punch, so it can get over noise. So that's one of the things that's recommended in that article. There's lots of other things. Some of it echoes what I said in the last episode. But really, that's the big takeaway. So what I'm going to do from here is I'm going to kind of switch my configuration. So I'm just putting in straight audio with no uh, no fixes, just basically from my mic into the computer. And then we'll take that sample, and we'll play around with it and see what we can do with EQ. This is sample audio. This is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. Okay, so just looking at that, you can probably already tell that it's a little softer and a little more flattened out. And basically all I did was I took out all of the EQ that I normally use. I do it through my hardware mixer, but you can use the tools that are inside audacity to do the same thing. Um, And so I just took all that out. So there's really no peaks or valleys to my sound. It's very flat. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm going to run that same sample again, but this time I'm going to roll out the bass, just like uh, Mr. Fox said in his article. And so you can kind of see what that does to the sound. This is sample audio. This is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. Okay, from that sample, you can probably hear a drastic change. The difference to me, if I was going to describe it, it sounds a little more hollow. It, has, it just doesn't have depth. So let's talk about how you would make this change. When you're using Audacity, and like I said, I'm going to stick with Audacity because it's free and it is quite simply the simplest tool to use for this kind of audio editing. So you're going to go up to the top, to the menu bar, and you would hit Effects, When you come down, there's going to be one called Graphic EQ, and that's what we're going to use because it it literally has everything you need to see as one big spectrum. So an equalizer takes the entire spectrum of sound that we're going to use in this. There's more spectrums of sound than, than what is... In a typical audio environment, but these are the ones we're going to deal with. Um, it goes all the way from 20 hertz up to 20,000 hertz. So it's a big range. The lower the numbers are the lower the frequency. The higher the numbers are the higher the frequency. As you move the slider up, you're going to get more of that frequency. As you pull it down, you're going to get less. Kind of makes sense. So for that, what I did is I opened the graphic equalizer and everything from 200 hertz down, I just zeroed out. So you get that sort of hollow sound from there being no bass. You can also kind of see why that would punch through noise, because a lot of that background information isn't there. It does, in my opinion, damage the sound. But I will say that I typically, when recording, I do take out some bass frequencies. I wouldn't pull that all the way down. Like even right now, I may pull them down about 20% from flat. And it does sort of punch up your sound a little bit. So, now that we've done that, I'm going to take my flat example that we had at the beginning, and I'm going to, let's bass boost. So, let's add in all of the bass and see what that does to it. This is sample audio. This is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. Okay, so again, it should be very apparent, the sound change. To me, I think that lots of bass sounds very stuffy, and it's something I try to eliminate from my own voice because I know my speaking voice tends to be a little stuffy and head voicey. So this was basically doing the exact opposite on the graphic EQ. I took all of the sliders that I had at zero and I cranked them all the way to the top. So, you know, flat is in the middle and you can adjust this to your taste. Like I said, I typically roll out a little bit because I think it's too much at that flat level. Your mileage may vary. I will say that in sort of more modern contexts... People do tend to prefer a lot of bass in things. I think that's a mistake. I think it muddies up and doesn't give things clarity that they need. But I think some people's initial gut reaction is to add more bass. I would caution you against that. Um, in general, what I would caution you with an EQ is don't think about boosting things. Really think about taking away, leaving your EQ at that flat section as the highest and then pull out if you start going above that and you start boosting everything you you play this game of diminishing returns where you're just boosting 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 and there's no nowhere to go you kind of gone to the top if you pull out you have some room to work okay so now that we've played with the low end i want to play with the mids which is sort of the middle section basically kind of from that 250 up a little bit and we'll see what that does to the sound this is sample audio this is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. Okay, so in that example, what I did is I went from about 250 up to about 1K. There's some argument as to what mid range exactly is, but to me, that's sort of in my head what mid range is. In that case, I pulled all of it out, so you could kind of hear what that sounds like. To me, it sounds... Again, thin, sort of doesn't have any warmth to it. It sounds very cold, and this tends to be a place that people struggle with. Mids are so much of what our sound is as a person, and when you take it out, it almost sounds a little robotic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the same thing again, but I'm going to add the mids and push them all the way up. This is sample audio. This is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. So you can see when you add lots of mids, to me, it sounds very, the best adjective I have for it is kind of honky, kind of sounds like you're talking through your nose the whole time. That's not very desirable, and it kind of washes out the the pauses and the breaks in what you're saying. It makes it hard to understand. It, it A lot of times in my opinion, the two things that make things very unintelligible are too much bass or too too much in the mids. Now, um, just for an example of what I'm doing right now, what you're hearing is I tend to boost the mids just a little bit, not much. Uh, and I kind of fine tune it a little bit. I know with my voice, because, you know, I've worked with it a long time. I know that the 250 hertz range is actually kind of bad. So I will duck that down below and I will boost some of the others just a little bit to make up for that. And it, it sort of lets my audio cut a little better. I I feel like it's more intelligible in different places. So, you know, your mileage will vary on that. You're going to have to play with the sliders for you, but I will reiterate what I said earlier. The mids really are to me kind of the soul of your sound. You definitely want to take a lot of time in that mids range to very carefully construct the sound you want. Okay, so the last thing we have left are the highs. Um, This is going to be everything above that. I'm going to do one sample, and I'm just going to do these back-to-back so you can kind of hear them. I'll do one with everything cut out and one with everything put in in the highs, and basically this is going to be everything from 1K up. This is sample audio. This is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. This is sample audio. This is audio to test equalization. Listening to this should give you an idea of what the changes you have made have done. Okay, so you can see that the highs, the high frequencies have a huge impact. This is the one that I tweak the least because it has the most effect, at least to my ear. My personal preference is I do tweak and boost just a little bit on the high end, especially the very high end. Once again, for me, that makes it sound a little more punchy, and it helps with the enunciation and things like that. Sometimes I get comments that I don't boost that enough, or that I boost my mids too high and it kind of washes out my highs. And that really is something that I want to stress, is this really is so subjective that what you think sounds good to your own voice is maybe not the best. Maybe have somebody else listen to it, but... You can read a million books on equalization and, you know, articles of what exactly to do, and the reality is, is that it's really going to be dependent on your voice. Now, once you kind of figure out what you want your sound to be, how you want your voice to sound, you can set up a preset. Inside that graphic equalizer panel, you can make a preset to where all you have to do is every time you load in your voice into Audacity, so if I record something, I just load it in, I drop that effect on it, and... Use that preset, so I never have to worry about it again. It's right there every time. I don't have to fiddle with this over and over and over again. You just take some time the first time to adjust it, and then it's always there for you. So it's this is a thing that you know. Like I said, I spent some time doing it originally on my voice, and I've done that, uh, especially with you, Random. It, there's occasions where I will have to EQ things for my co-hosts that are a little different for their voices, although that's not very common. We all use mixers, so we've kind of worked on that in the pre-processing stage. it can In the signal chain, it goes from the mic to the mixer into the computer. But occasionally, I will have to make some tweaks. But really, for the most part, this is kind of set it and forget it once you get it. Again, if you're recording on your phone and directly uploading, this probably isn't going to be that helpful because I'm not aware of tools that will let you have this fine of control over your EQ sound going out as a recording. I may be wrong. That's just an area of expertise that I don't have. But I would say that if you take the time to do this, you're going to get a huge benefit out of your sound most of the time. And you can probably already tell by listening to those samples. If so, for example, I have a I use my phone to record one of my podcasts. It is very, very mids heavy and very bass heavy. So for that, I have to EQ it to make it sound good or at least to sound intelligible. So it's things like that that you just kind of need to know the circumstances of what you're doing and the tools you're using and adapt to them. So that's really all there is to equalization. There's not a whole lot more. You can do it on a mixer with knobs, or you can do it in software. I would say that for most people, doing it through software is the easiest. Every install of Audacity has that graphic EQ package in the effects. You should use that to play around. Okay, with that being said, I will catch you guys next time, and we'll probably, I think I'm going to take some recordings from you know, less than ideal situations and walk you through what I would do to them. That way you kind of get an idea of how to use some of these tools uh, like EQ and some other tools that we're going to talk about to get your sound to be a little bit better. Until then, see you later.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org.